Money Show. Personal Finance with Warren Ingram. 24 minutes to 8 o'clock. Now, talking personal finance, talking about how to reorganize your budgets to get the best out of your budget because it's 2022 and the petrol price has gone up. All sorts of things have happened. Interest rates will be going up some more. We spoke about that earlier on this week. So, talking about getting your financial plan ready for this year. And Warren Ingram from Galileo Capital joins us. Good evening, Warren. Good evening, Ray. Great to be on the show with you. Good to chat you once again as well. Now, what is the first step in revisiting your budget then? I think, Ray, uh, it's it's always the, the kind of cornerstone of any big financial plan is, is you know, controlling the money that comes into your account and, and then more especially the money that goes out of your account. So, you know, controlling the incoming and the outgoing is, is for me, you know, the, the reason why people get to financial freedom. Uh, or the reason why they don't make it. So, so I think when when we're you know coming out of a big nice big holiday season, to, that, that that has to be the starting point. Understand, you know, what are you spending, uh, you know, in in your in a typical month, and you know what have you spent in the last month? Because most of us we tend to overspend a little bit um, on on the holidays, which is great. But now we need to get kind of back into our financial fitness routine. Uh, and, and that started understanding how we spend. And then also, you know, if, if we look at what we're earning, you know, understand if what you're spending is a bit more than what you're earning, you're going to need to make some tough decisions in, in the months ahead. And the only way you can make those decisions is to understand your reality, you know, understand where you are now, um, actually what, what is going on in your, in your bank account, and then, you know, t- take some action. And I always think, you know, people look at this and they go, oh, no, that's impossible. You know, it's so horrible to to kind of make these trade-off decisions. I don't want to do it. The the problem is, you you know, you keep ignoring it and you keep avoiding it. Uh, The the problems are going to get bigger for you over time. And and I think, you know, the the way you tackle any big problem, you know, we all know is you take little bites at it and and eventually you deal with it. So, you know, if you are overspending now, and let's say you're overspending by 5,000 rand a month, there's no chance that, that you're going to make a change from one month to the next, where you sort that whole problem out in one month. My view is, you know, then, then start, you know, start small by saying, well, next month I need to to, to reduce my expenses by four thousand five hundred. You know, in other words, cut cut your expenses by by five hundred rand a month, so that the following month you're spending you're overspending by four five. The, the month after that, you know, drop another five hundred bucks, and 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 so on and so on. So so that by the time you get to let's say the middle of the year, you, you know, you're spending. Uh, c- correctly, and then you know the month thereafter, you're starting to save, and, and I think that, that you know that's the way you can do this. You know, it, it must be a realistic exercise, Ray. You know, a lot of people yeah. make these big New Year's resolutions that are totally unrealistic. You know, they they promise they're going to you know run up Kilimanjaro, and, and of course, you know, if you haven't run five kilometers in your life before, how on earth are you going to run up Kilimanjaro? And, and to me, yeah. you know, the starting point is be realistic. You know, be predictable, uh, and and then be consistent. Interesting you say that. Do we also not perhaps need to cut the fat? Very often we don't, we're very careless with our debit orders. Uh, we may not need that gym contract or that gym exercise. We may not need something else. If you cut it off, you trim the fat, you may just be saving two grand a month. Absolutely. And I think uh, you're right. You know, debit orders and, and nowadays, you know, subscriptions, you know, whether it be for streaming channels, you know, magazine on online magazines, all of that stuff. You know, we need to look at those and 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 just do a, an overall review, beginning to end. Uh, you know, if you're still paying for a gym contract and you haven't been to gym for the last six or you know six hundred and fifty days, 
what on earth are you doing that for? You know, why are you doing that? Uh, and, and I think, you know, one of the interesting things about the whole pandemic was it did help us understand actually what was important in life. You know, what, what were the things that we got enjoyment out of when we were spending and what were the things that were just absolutely useless? You know, and I, I tend to think about, you know, those first few months of the hard lockdown, all the people that were overspending on cars, you know, that were spending yeah. 10 or 20,000 rand a month on a car that was just simply sitting in their carport or in their garage, doing nothing, going nowhere, impressing nobody. Why on earth were they spending that money? You know, and I think hopefully a lot of people have had a good reality check to say, you know, actually what's important was, you know, experiences and, and spending time with family and eventually, you know, actually being able to to travel a little bit, you know, not not to impress people, but just to to kind of get enjoyment from life again. And I think, you know, that's the kind of stuff that we need to do is we need to reset and rebase ourselves. Uh, yes, the pandemic was awful. And, and there, there is no way that you can say it created more positives than negatives. It didn't. But but one small positive was uh, I think it helped a lot of people to understand what was important in life again. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Because in many respects, we stayed home. We weren't eating those lovely takeaways that we like to eat all the time because we couldn't order them. For a while, all those all those food places were closed down. We did learn a lot, didn't we? Absolutely. You know, I, I think about myself, you know, you know the, the thing that became the absolute luxury was trying to find, you know, in the middle of winter in lockdown was trying to find warm, comfortable footwear. You know, <laughs> yeah, I remember. Finding slippers was, was kind of a luxury that I, I appreciated. And, and yes, you know, my, my wife uh, joined the air fryer club. And, 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 <laughs> and so we, we kind of, uh, we, we became the cliche. But what's interesting is th- that stayed with us. You know, we, we, we were not overspending on clothes and we're, and we're not going out to flash restaurants. We certainly are trying to support our local restaurants again and 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 you know even if that means getting takeaways from them every now and then but it's not sort of mindlessly you know every day driving to work grabbing a coffee on the way on the way back again picking up something you know just because we we failed to plan for our our meals and our um, you know getting our lives in order again and you know and that's another one Ray. you, you know mm. if, if you want to kind of cut out you know spending unnecessary money on food you know you know just do a little bit of planning spend a bit of time when you're at home you know cooking bulk meals, putting them, you know, in, into kind of portions of one or two and, and chucking them in the freezer. And, you know, w- when you feel like a takeaway, go get a takeaway from your freezer. You know? and, yeah. and that for me saves a huge amount of money. What do you do with an emergency fund? And a lot of people see an emergency fund as a luxury, but it isn't, is it? Because if you get yourself into trouble and you need it you and you don't have it, then you land up going to, to borrow and you pay interest. It's very important, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, I mean, for, for many years, I've, I've struggled to think of a really good example for people to say, you know, what's an unforeseen emergency that will just derail your whole life in a, in a, in a matter of days or weeks. And unfortunately, the, the pandemic has given us a great example that, you know, that's real for all of us. You know, something big can happen that, that just stops your whole financial life in, in, in its tracks. And, and then, you know, the question is, what do you do? to protect yourself from, from something that you really cannot predict, that you cannot foresee. And, and to me, that's an emergency fund. And, and it, it doesn't need to be a complicated thing. You know, it's, you know, you, you know, put a savings account together that's linked to your banking profile, you know, a, a money market account or a money market unit trust. The, the amount that you should have in there, I think, is around three to six months worth of your expenses. And it should be something that you can access very quickly. And and the function it has in your life is is to help you when when unforeseen financial emergency arises and prevents you from having to go into debt or having to sell an, a high quality investment uh, you know at the wrong time you know and just think about the pandemic again 
when COVID hit, you know, it caused the stock market crash. And for a lot of people, if they didn't have an emergency fund and they were retrenched or went on furlough, they immediately had to go and sell investments. And they were selling investments at a 30 or 40% discount mm. to their real value. And that's just tragic, you know. So, so I think you know, once you've got your expenses sorted out, the next thing is make sure your emergency fund is in place. If it's not, you know, make sure you start building it up. Don't do anything else until it's done. You know, don't worry about investing and in, in, in anything because, you know, the emergency fund is your biggest form of self-insurance and you have to protect yourself against what may, whatever else may happen in the next, you know, months and years ahead. I suppose if you're clever though, Warren, you can use your emergency fund as an investment in a way as long as you can get that money out immediately. It can't be a 32-day notice account because if you do it that way, well, that's not going to work. I agree with that, but but I'm I'm scared that people start to kind of overlap the two, Ray, where they think of of an emergency fund and an investment as as one thing, because you know an investment you you're hoping is a five or ten year you know long term capital growth engine, uh, whereas your emergency fund is going to deliver you the most boring pedestrian mundane little bit of interest every month. Um, it's really not a growth thing at all, but but it's it's just a really cheap form of self-insurance. You know, the, the interest that you earn should be viewed as a bonus. For, for people who are really financially disciplined, one thing you can look at is overpaying money into your home loan, for example. So, you know, if, if, if you owe the bank, you know, a million rand on your, on your home, but you've, you know, you've actually paid in, you know, an extra 100 or 200,000, then that extra money you could view as, as an emergency fund. But, but I wouldn't necessarily view my, my investments as part of my emergency fund. Right. Okay. Sound advice. Now, you're very lucky. You've got Mrs. Ingram at home. Do you need to have a money buddy to help you do this together? It's like gymming, you see. So Warren and, and, and Ray go off to gym, and then Ray doesn't feel like it because it's cold, and then Warren goes and gets him out of bed. Is the same sort of thing applicable to money? Absolutely. I think, you know, the two, the fitness and, and, and financial health, are, I think, are massively related in the point that it, it's, it's all about habits. It's all about the way we, we spend. And, and, you know, and fitness is exactly the same. It's about forming good habits and avoiding the bad habits. And, and so if you need to know yourself. If you're not you know, financially disciplined and you've got bad money habits, you know, then all the things we talk about are kind of pointless if you're not going to stick to, you know, stick to your goals and stick to your objectives. And so I would say, you know, in South Africa, we've got this brilliant thing, you know, which is a, which is a stockfall. And I think that the psychology of a stockfall is brilliant. It's, it's really saying, let's use positive peer pressure to help us develop good habits. Now, now I'm not saying you need to start a stockfall just for yourself, you know, and, and get a group of, of your friends to all kind of hold you to account every month. You don't need to explain mm. everything in your financial life with them, but, you know, you can either use a, a stockfell kind of dynamic to say, well, let's start, a, you know, an investment club. We, we're not putting our money together, but we're setting goals together where we're going to say, you know, I, I promise I'm going to start saving, you know, 10% of my salary every month. And, you know, next month I have to go and sit in my, in my little group and, and tell my investment club, you know, what I did. And if I haven't met my goals, uh, you know, that's embarrassing for me. So guess what? I'm going to start doing it. Yeah. Uh, if you don't want to share that information with a group of people that, you know, that, then yes, get one money buddy, you know, get someone that you trust that can hold you to account, you know, and, and make sure that, you, you know, you're doing what you're supposed to do and you help them do the same thing. And, and it's amazing that positive peer, peer pressure really does help us form, you know, the, those good habits. I mean, for me, mm. when I started running, you know, getting up in Johannesburg in the middle of winter was really <laughs> awful, but 
knowing I've got someone waiting for me outside, you know, and it's minus three, I can't keep them waiting. I, I got up and I did my deal. And, and I think the same with money, you know, find someone that's going to hold you to account. So that's where Bruce disappears all the time. I always wondered where he was early in the morning. We can never get hold of him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, back to reality right. now. Um, now, developing a plan for your debt, that's also very important for 2022. Absolutely. You know, if we, if we talk about uh, financial issues and, you know, and, and when you do the Q&As and you ask people to send their questions on, on, on air, uh, inevitably it's going to be about, you know, uh, questions around debt. I, I think debt is, is kind of a weapon of wealth destruction you know, in South Africa and, you know, the, the financial institutions make it really easy for us to get debt. So, so that means that the bulk of salary earners in South Africa are sitting with too much debt. And so, you know, no financial planning conversation can take place, you know, and, and, and not talk about debt. So, so when we're talking about it, what are we talking about? I, I think we're talking about eliminating bad debt. And bad debt, in my mind, is, you know, things like credit cards, store cards, personal loans, overdrafts, uh, microloans. You know, in, anything that you, where you've incurred debt to buy stuff that doesn't actually have value. You know, so if you borrowing money to go on holiday or borrowing money to, to, to buy fancy clothes that you can impress people on your Zoom calls, but those are the things that are I consider to be really bad debt. So, so getting rid of bad debt is is, is critical, you know, in, you know, to your plan. So, once you've got your emergency fund uh, sorted out, the next thing is make sure that you you get rid of your your bad debt. And generally, you know, bad debt is the stuff that's most expensive. And I'm not talking about the thing that costs you the most rands per month, but I'm talking about the things that cost you the highest rate of interest. You know, so if something costs you, let's say, a credit card costs you twenty or twenty five percent interest a year. That's your most expensive debt. That's the stuff you must get rid of first. And then you can kind of knock that off and, and, and then go to your neutral debt, which would probably be your car, uh, you know, and make sure you pay it off a bit quicker than needed. Mm. And then lastly, your home loan. And your home loan, you know, you don't need to pay it off in, in five years. You can take a bit longer to pay off your home loan, but make sure you pay it off faster than the 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps you know this, Warren. Is it a good idea to close a bond account or just keep it open? Various people say that you've got to actually pay money in to close the account. What do you know of this? No, um, I mean, the, the, the trick there is, you know, maybe don't let it go to zero. You know, let's say you had a million rand bond and, and it's, you know, pay it down till the point where it gets to, let's say, 10,000 rand yeah. that you owe. And, and, and then, you know, you pay off the absolute minimum on that for, for time, you know, and, and to, until the life of the bond is ended. So in most instances in our country, you know, you can get a 20 year bond. Uh, so, so if you've paid it off in, in 10 years, then, then by all means, keep it open for, for, for the remainder of the bond's lifetime, because having debts that you don't need and, and, you know, and, um, is really valuable. You know, most of the time, banks will give us a lot of debt when we don't need the debt and when we're in a great financial position. And I always think, um, you know, if you can get access to the debt without actually having to use it, uh, that's a great thing to do. Because, you know, when, when life really goes wrong, you know, the banks won't be lending you money then. They'll, they'll, they'll be demanding yeah. money from you. So having access to, to debt in those situations is great. And, and therefore, having a, a mortgage which is open, but, but you're not, you know, using it to its capacity mm. makes all the sense to me. Right. Ticking all the boxes tonight. Things to do for 2022. We are now on the 6th of January. We are getting ready. What about your will? Should you get it current? Absolutely. I, you know, I think, uh, the, 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 again, I'm, I'm, I'm referring to the pandemic a lot today, but, but, but I think the, you know, the pandemic has taught us, you know, you know, that, the, that death is, is literally, you know, kind of a sneeze away. 
Uh, and and so you you have to make sure that your your will is sorted out. The the only people who don't need a will are children under the age of eighteen, uh, who are you know, living at home and supported by 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 the, their guardians. Everybody else needs a will. I, I I don't care if you're a single, you know, you owe the world a lot of money and you have no assets. You need a will because what your will does is it covers things like. How, how do you want to be, you know, do you want to be cremated? Do you want to be buried? Mm. You know, who needs to kind of deal with your, your estate? And, and if you don't have that, uh, that stuff written down, you're relying on a, on a division of, of, the, of government. You're relying on a government bureaucracy, which is not functioning well to sort this stuff out for you. So actually what you're doing is leaving behind an enormous headache to, to, to your family. And, and it's even more critical if you've got children, because you need to write down in a legal document who are going to who who's going to be responsible for your children if you you no longer around? Yeah, yeah. And, and how are you going to financially care for them? So so will needs to be done and needs to be updated. I think at least once you know once every two years, unless your life has changed dramatically, where you you know got married, got divorced, had children, you know had a death in the family, anything that's that's affected your life, you need to check that your will's still current. Yeah. Very, 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 very important. All right. What about your RAs and your tax-free accounts? That's the other thing, and getting them ready before the end of Feb. You know, I mean, I think it's you know we get so few uh, kind of freebies uh, from SARS that any any kind of breaks that we get from SARS, we we need to take advantage of. And 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 so you know, to me, a retirement annuity or you know, company uh, provident fund or pension fund. Uh, are, are, are great vehicles to use to, to kind of build up your savings, but but also to, to get as much of a tax break as possible. So so make sure that you're contributing to you know to your retirement funds, and and make sure you're maximizing that contribution. And, and then the other one is the tax free savings account. You know, lots of people don't take advantage of tax free savings accounts to their to their limit. And just as a reminder, you know that's three thousand rand a month or, or thirty six thousand rand a year. And, you know, if you haven't done that for, for this year and you've got the money available, make sure you do that 36,000 Rand before the end of February and, and then try and select, you know, investments that are biased in, in favor of growth assets. In other words, you know, invest primarily in shares rather than in, in, in money market accounts or fixed deposits because mm. you know, fixed deposits are really not going to grow your money uh, in, in a, ahead of inflation. So, so key there is, you know, get growth assets, but certainly maximize your, 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 the, the few legitimate kind of tax breaks we get from SARS and, and, and that's the, the RAs and, and tax free savings accounts. It's interesting that you say that because at the moment, your share, 75,000 points, the, the JSC has done really, really, really well. And if you are clever and you know what you're doing and you know which equities to bet on, you could actually make some money. And I say to bet on, but sometimes it's not just a bet. No, no, it's not. I think you're absolutely right, Ray. I think it's, you know, if we, if you look at the, 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 the JSE for, for the year, um, 2021, it gave us a return, including dividends of 29%. It was actually, it grew faster than the world stock market. And, mm. and, you know, and that's measured in rands or in dollars. So, so, I mean, you know, 29% return is, is, is a fantastic growth rate. And so, you know, over a 20 year period, you can expect that the, 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 the JSE to give you a return of around about 10 or 12% a year. And that's a phenomenal return, you know, and that's not gambling, you know, that's just buying, you know, the all share index or, you know, the top yeah. 40 or the top 50 index. And it's, you don't need to be a rocket scientist or pick the best shares and, you know, on the JSE and avoid all the losers. You can buy just the average, which is the index. And and to get that kind of return, you know, you, you know, your money's doubling, you know, every kind of five to seven years, and and you know that that's where your your wealth creation starts. 
And the only way you get that is you have to be invested. You have to be in there to, to get that growth. And don't take it out. If the stock market does a bit of a topsy-turvy uh, maneuver, don't take it out. Just wait and see what happens. A lot of people did that with COVID-19. When things started to crash a little bit because world markets were affected, they they then took their money out. So they, they sold. And what a massive mistake. Unbelievable. And, 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 it's, and it's amazing how you know, humanity tends to repeat the mistakes over and over again in such a predictable fashion. So, so whenever, whenever markets kind of get a little bit volatile, a little bit rocky, we, we see this outflow of money and, and, and people start panicking and, and, you know, they, they sell out. They, they end up selling out, Ray, usually at the bottom of the market, unfortunately, you know, re- really right it. You know, if it's, you know, if it was trading at a hundred and it loses, you know, 30%, it's suddenly trading at 70. That's where the bulk of people sell. And then if you ask them, when are you going to buy again? They'll say to you, I'll buy when things are better. Now, now let's just look at where we are in the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the world's not better now. You know, the economy is not better, but but the the JSC is up thirty percent from you know over a calendar year. That that's an incredible return, and you only got that if you stayed invested. So so I can't. I mean, I think you're so right, Ray. I can't emphasize that point more. Is that you, you know just stay the course. You, you're not the genius that can predict what, when the market's going to crash, and you're not going to be able to predict when it's going to jump again. The the reality and the reason why I can say it with such confidence is. No one is able to do that over a long time. You know, they can be lucky. It's a bit like flipping a coin and calling heads or tails. You know, you can be lucky and call mm-hmm. heads three times in a row. That doesn't mean you've got a special methodology. It just means you've been lucky. The next time it could easily be tails. And if you if you're adopting the same methodology with shares, you're relying on luck, which I think is crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. You're quite right. Warren Ingram from Galileo Capital. Good to chat to you once again with our personal finance feature. Chat to you again soon. Thanks so much.